This is Garage Logic Podcast number 85, January 24, 1919. No, let's do that again. <laughs> January 24, 19. You can do it. Come on. <laughs> It won't get fooled again. Yes. It's January 24th, 2019. There we go. 33 below on this day in 1904. Boy, they had some cold hockey games up at the rink in uh, in GL. 57 degrees on this day in 1981. We're brought to you by the, uh, uh, I don't know, some damn place downtown. Mobile Skate Sharpening Service. There it is. And now... From the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. <laughs> Get something personal off my chest. Hello? What is that? Well, on, on the author's corner now on the website, the Garage Logic website, I'm touting a book called Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine mm-hmm. by a woman named Gail Honeyman, yep. who I believe is Scottish. The book is set in Scotland. And I recommend the book only because I've never read anything like it in terms of its oddity. Uh, Eleanor is a very strange 31-year-old woman who has had uh, extraordinary trauma earlier in her life. Is this modern day times? Yeah, set okay. today. And, and the reader only begins to uh, absorb whatever trauma happens ha- happened to her as the book progresses. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I am have about a 25% of the book left. Okay. So I still haven't hit. I've, I'm putting together what happened to her. Uh, she's disfigured in some in some oh. ways, and and uh, I'm only now beginning to put together what happened to her, and I'm sure that's all going to be revealed to me, and it's just terribly unpleasant. But the book itself can absolutely be hilarious because as a result of whatever happened to her when she was young, okay, she just became an odd character, uh, very used to being by herself, very opinionated about the behavior of others, uh, and it. Terribly endearing. Okay. So she. So right away, you you, you have her. uh, You you empathize. She's iconoclastic. Okay. Uh, And she's she and she starts hanging around with this guy at work, the IT guy. Uh, What the hell is his name? Raymond. Okay. And they're an unlikely duo. Mm. And all through the book, you don't think they'll be a duo. But at one point. They go to Raymond's house to watch a movie. All right. And typical of the way Honeyman has structured this thing, uh, Eleanor's probably never seen a movie except on TV. And and so they end up watching Sons of the Desert, Laurel and Hardy. Okay, yeah, very familiar. But Eleanor's the type of woman who will spend a weekend reading a book about pineapples. It just okay. she's a curious, curious soul. Right. So, but here's why I'm bringing this up. Is this well received by her? What? Watching this movie? No, she said it was about a dumb fat guy okay. and a dumb skinny guy who went to join the French Foreign Legion. <laughs> right. But she called it Sons of the Desert. That's not Sons of the Desert. When Stan and I, remember Ollie fell for Jeannie Weenie, the hotel yes. uh, clerk in Paris or something, and, and uh, then Jeannie dumped him. Yep. And then Stan and Ollie went to join the French Foreign Legion. Right. The name of that movie is The Flying Deuces. 
So the book Honeyman's referring to was not Sons of the Desert. She said, we watched a movie about a fat guy and a skinny guy who went to join the French Foreign Legion. It was called Sons of the Desert. No, she's wrong. I'm letting that bother me. Just a minute. I see your hand, but I'm not ready to go to the class yet. He's already raising his so, hand. So the, the movie they watched was The Flying Deuces. Well, the, the long and short of this is that's exactly the kind of mistake that Eleanor Oliphant would be upset about as the book plays out. Do you think that it So was... I want to write Gail Honeyman a letter as though I'm Eleanor Oliphant. <laughs> you That's mean to cl- tell... I'm, go- I'm going yes, to. Yes, sh- do you think that was done on purpose? No, of course so, so, so no, you... no, 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 she just blew it. Oh, okay. She just got the wrong Laurel and Hardy movie, oh, okay. and her people didn't catch it. Yes, you in the back. Um, two-part question. Okay. The first will pertain okay. to the mayor. Yeah. Part two will pertain to Rookie. Yep. Question number one. Yep. Uh, this book that is available on Author's Corner at the Well, it's not available. Page. It's well, noted for, for people's there. Note, no, for, yeah, for, for people's to see what the giving the reading. damn thing away. Um, how many books do you think was sold? How many copies of this particular book do you think were sold? I think it's been successful. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure. So I haven't seen it on any bestseller list. Thousands of, oh, of these books. Oh, at least, books. sure. Now, Rook, how many people outside of your guy over there would have noticed that? Uh, zero. <laughs> Well, especially if it's being read mostly in Europe. <laughs> right, right. It be, it, because probably most Laurel and Hardy and loyalists might not pick up this book. And what was the mayor's reaction? Did he did he slam his fist down? Like, that's the wrong. It's like, yeah, that's not Sons of the Desert. That's Flying Deuces. No. I know my Laurel and Hardy. Did you verify that with your brother? No, I didn't need to. You, you knew it knew. already. I knew it. I, knew. I did text my brother, though. My See? brother, is Johnny, is the one who got me reading this. So I texted him today. I'll, I'll read you the text. I'll read you the yeah, text. Yeah, read me the text. And, and he didn't catch it, did he? He's well, not he, as, he did not. He's because, not as smart as you. Because he said to me the other day, wait till you get to the part about what movie they watch. Okay. So that would have been a point where he could have corrected Gail Honeyman, and as I'm now notice. doing. Okay. Because he is a student. He's a student of uh, the comedy as duo, much as I Hardy, yes. Oh, so I texted so him. Funny. Honeyman got the movie wrong. The Flying Deuces is the movie about joining the French Foreign Legion. She called it The Sons of the Desert. Ultimately, my point, maybe I didn't set it up well enough, but if those of you who have read the book will understand that I think it will be fun for me to write a letter I think you should. to oh, Gail yeah. Honeyman yes. uh, in, in, uh, in the character of... In, in the ambience of Eleanor, who would be... She's, Eleanor goes through life terribly disappointed that people are incompetent, terribly disappointed that people uh, 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 don't have their act together. So, so I'm going to point out to Honeyman, Eleanor would be terribly disappointed in you that you mistitled the Laurel and Hardy movie. Similar to off-site correspondence, uh, Kelly and Kelsey. Yeah, I guess I'm going to pull kind out, of, yeah, I'm kind pull of out along those lines. On got it, got yeah, it. Yeah. I got that off my chest. Right. I feel better. Thank God. Yeah. I, right. I was worried. Well, you know, if you guys had read, you'd but have some of this fun, I too. I do know when we were putting this on Author's Corner, uh, what was the thing? Because you, in some way, was it you almost identified with the main character in this? The 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 observational part of her character and well, personality? Yeah, she, she's very acerbic, and she's cynical, and she's... She's a loner. She's been a loner her whole life because she felt so terribly unaccepted because of what happened to her and sure. how she looks. And, mm. But it's just, it's fun. I recommend it. It's a very, it's different from everything, anything I've read. It's not the type of thing I usually read. Got it. Uh, while there, she's watching the movie there with Raymond, is yeah. there uh, any? No. No. No, there, no she. <laughs> okay. They're buddies. They're buddies. And, and I'm, uh, I, 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 gotcha. I have a feeling how they're going to turn out. But I Okay. 
Because she's she's uncharacteristically mad 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 is it maddeningly mad maddeningly maddeningly in love with some guy she thinks is a rock star who I, I'm predicting will not end up giving her the time of day. Got it. Well, know. that's kind of sad. Well, it is. What are you going to do? But you'd have to have some heartbreak in those books, don't you? In order for them to you know their character to um, develop <laughs> and thrive, it can't all be you know good stuff. You got to throw in some. Train wreck stuff, you know. She's mangled, right? Gordy Dalman writes, I'm way behind on the podcast, but since you are fact-based, I want to clear up something you have said twice now that is incorrect. Aerial America is most definitely not filmed using drones and never has been. I believe I... I probably suggested it, it appeared it's to be filmed not? by drones. No. Wow. The Smithsonian Channel uses a state-of-the-art, high-definition camera with multi-access control, image stabilization, and multiple interchangeable lenses. The camera and its controllers weigh about 100 pounds, so it is mounted under a helicopter and controlled by a cameraman within the helicopter. Uh, maybe GL can rent one of these to find out what Kenny is really up to during a six-day weekend. <laughs> Ew, I, don't know that I we suspect know. it is something the authorities should be aware of. Thanks, Gordy in uh, Prescott, Wisconsin. I stand corrected. I, I, uh, we're fact-based. GLers want to point out our mistakes, just as I pointed out Gail Honeyman's. We're mm-hmm. here for you. I yeah. love this aspect of the new venture we're on with the podcast, how people will maybe hear something five to ten episodes ago and give us a little bit of new perspective. I love that part of the of the new format. I also think what we should do to appease listeners that are loyal to the podcast once a week is have a time where they can call in for a segment. Open line for how 10 you, minutes. They'll, they'll know the number to call in, and they'll say, this has been on my mind. You know how you do your spindle? You clean off your spindle? Yeah. Oh, We're allowing listeners for 10 minutes to to vent Ask a question or just you make know, a statement. You know, I meant to say she's madly in love. Why did I say maddening? Ma- ma- she's madly in love with a rock star, not maddening. Maddingly means something else, I think. Maddingly means an extremely annoying way. Right. That's that. I said, boy, it's just fat correction here. Maddingly. Uh, I, 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 meant, I meant madly, not maddening. <clears throat> madly. Played for the Yankees. Quite so, madly. No, no, that's, that's quite madly. One. I've always said the press, or the uh, uh, uh Reporting isn't what it used to be. Yeah. I'm not going to dwell on this a long time, but uh, here's the headline from the UK Sun. Okay. Dad jailed for just three months for killing hibernating mother bear. Oh, no. And her two shrieking cubs oh. with teen son after they were caught on wildlife camera. And here's a picture of Andrew Renner, 41, up in Alaska with a moose. That's not a bear. <laughs> no. That's that's a moose. The son? That's a moose. That's the the guy who's accused of this shooting the bear in the den. Uh, he's he's pictured on the sun there bears, with, a, with a moose. Bears don't have horns, right? No, that's, this is a moose. Okay, that this, looks like a moose to me. This is Bullwinkle right here. That's not a bear. <laughs> what would you do if you were the editor of The Sun and somebody wrote that? Uh, you know what? I don't even want to play that. At this point, I don't, okay. Who cares? No. I'll never be the right. editor of The we Sun, nor would I... What I want to be. And we have asked our great production uh, coordinator, uh, Tony Lee, mm-hmm. uh, to get us an Ilhan Omar uh, sounder. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to be careful with it. We don't want to be accused of insensitivity, racism, homophobia, and uh, right. uh, xenophobia, xenophobia, and anything else you want to come up with. But I said, I'm not giving 
uh, Octavio Cortez the time of day. Because I think she's a fruitcake. And she's only one of 435. The rest of the media is willing to create in her a self-fulfilling prophecy. I am not. I am uninterested in her Marxist stupid viewpoints. But Ilhan is our 145th of it. We need to follow her. And she's going to be in the news daily. And so we should have, uh, to the best of our abilities, uh, we're going to have a a roundup or a daily uh, a daily look at uh, what like Hans Ohm, uh, hey. Ohm, and she uh, late Tuesday accused the boys of taunting the black Hebrew Israelites. Yes, when the opposite was true. Exactly. So, so she she recanted. You know what? She... They're all liars from Trump on down. They're all liars. Nobody is telling Both the parties, truth. I don't care who you are. They're all liars. But Elon. <laughs> Ilhan? I don't want to use anything un- uncharitable towards her, but she keeps some some of these people will just will say it at a press conference at a podium intermittently passing or whatever. She puts this stuff out there on social media. It's going to live forever. So she can't backtrack because social media in our society mm-hmm. is cancerous. It's disruptive, corrosive, corruptive, misleading, full of lies. Manipulative, Machiavellian, might I go on? I don't think it is. And these young people like Ilhan Omar and Cortez and the rest of them, this is the tool they've become terribly accustomed to. This is the tool they've been using uh, for the nine years it's existed, right? Yes. So so she puts out... uh, Are they getting bolder? Is that what we're seeing now? Because it's, it's been going on for a while, but are we more... Uh, are we paying more attention to it because they're growing even bolder? She had to delete the tweet Wednesday morning. They were taunting five black men before they surrounded Phillips and led racist chants. Sandman's family hired a right-wing PR firm to write his non-apology. She uh, was forced to delete those. She she is lying. She's a liar. Trump's a liar. Let's be yeah, fair he's not here. telling the truth. They're all lying. Okay. They're all I'll agree with you. But we have to follow this woman because uh, I know she's a fresh face. Yeah, you forget about that. She's a fun, new, fresh face. Well presented. Yeah, she's wonderful. She's changing. She's She's allowed to wear her her, uh, her, uh, her hair thing. Whatever the hat. Yeah, whatever. You uh, You almost nailed it. Here is your gender phobia, xenophobia, homophobia. What's the other phobias? Oh, there's a lot of them. What? 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 So we, we say all of those. Free Elon Omar update on Garage Logic. We don't want to give Omar or her people any reason to engage us in their lies. I see. So I'm thinking more of a calliope, uh, something suggesting uh, chaos and frivolity. Because ah. what she says is meaningless. Sure. Mm-hmm. sure. Absolutely meaningless. Gotcha. Because she's lying. Right. And all you people in St. Louis Park or Richfield or wherever she represents... I'm sure you find her a fresh, exciting, new, young face. And it's just fantastic. It represents fantastic. Your, val- your core values. No, no, that's how you think, isn't it, people? Isn't right. that how you all that's think? That's how they work. Uh, uh, and I'm not going to dwell on this because, uh, well, I'm just not going to dwell on it. But, you know, the more the, the reporters dug into it, this is from the New York Post, uh, we discovered that uh, Phillips, Nathan Phillips, has a you know a fairly extensive criminal record. 
which doesn't prevent him as a free soul, not currently under the judicial system. That doesn't prevent him from being a protester. But uh, he's had his run-ins with the law from time to time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, he's a liar, uh, allegedly. They're all, they're all lying. Everyone now. We live in a country where everybody lies. Why? Well, it's... What's know. wrong with the truth? The truth isn't always the greatest. You know what, Matt? The truth can set you free. The truth can set you free, but also... Uh, Trump it, lies every day. They all lie. And then have to backpedal we're poorly with more served. lies. We're poorly served. We're, a short of, we're short of adults. We're just short of adults. Hmm. And again, it just goes back to those qualified don't want to run. No. They just, why would they want to enter this madness? Speaking of those qualified, I don't know if this guy would be qualified. Is, are we already done that? Uh, let me tell you about a guy when we come back. I don't know if he's qualified for office, but I had an observation about him. Okay. Attention Duluth Trading Store visitors. Please be advised that there's a giant angry beaver loose in the store. To protect your legs, see our fire hose work pants department immediately. <laughs> We apologize for the inconvenience, and thank you for shopping at Duluth. Scoot your caboose over to the Duluth Trading Store in Bloomington and Fridley. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Yes, sir. Can, I, can you take it down, please, the orchestra? This has been all over the interwebs today. I'm not going to pretend that I know how a hedge fund works, because I don't. A piping hot stock? Pit. And I've never even, I haven't even looked it up. I guess essentially I, I'm uninterested. But boy, the people involved in them make a lot of money. Uh, yeah, that's good work. That's quality work. I don't know what voodoo they're up to. Okay. But it's all over the interwebs today that a hedge fund guy uh, has paid now the highest price for any home ever sold in the United States. I didn't see this story. Uh, can I take a guess at how much the house is? Okay. Um, we're going to be above 50. $75 million. $238 million. Wow. I'm a little low. A billionaire hedge fund founder has purchased a penthouse in New York for 238 The Wall Street Journal reported Wednesday that the deal sets a record for the highest-priced home ever sold in the United States. 1,300 square feet in New York. No, no. I, Citadel hedge fund founder Ken Griffin purchased the Manhattan penthouse at an under-construction high-rise, 220 Central Park South. Griffin is no stranger to multi-million dollar homes. He bought several floors of a Chicago condominium this year for $58.75 million, setting a record for the most expensive home ever bought in Chicago. In 2015, he bought a Miami penthouse for $60 million, setting the record for a Miami condo. And earlier this month, he acquired a home in London for $122 million. Now you're wondering, why am I bringing this up? Why are you yes. bringing this up? A simple hedge fund definition is a hedge fund is an alternative investment that is designed to protect investment portfolios from market uncertainty. 
while generating positive returns in both up and down markets. Throughout time, investors have looked for ways to maximize profits while minimizing risks. That also includes borrowing money to guarantee larger profits. Click on the one right there. Is a hedge fund a good investment? Is a hedge fund a good investment? The reasons for investing in hedge funds vary. For some investors, hedge funds represent an opportunity to trounce the market. For others, hedge funds are a way to add an additional element of diversification beyond stocks and bonds. Relative to mutual funds, the fees are exorbitant. Well, that must be where they make their money. The, the managers must make their money on the 2% plus 20% of profits. Uh, 20% on that kind of money is uh, pretty nifty. Well, so anyway, yeah, I don't care that this guy's got this much money. Here's what I I was talking to Reavers about this uh, off air. There's no accounting for taste. No. If I had that kind of money, the last place in the world I'm going to live is the top floor of something. <laughs> That's just you, though. Right. That, right. But my my neuroses would come into play. I I don't like heights like that. I'm not going. What if there's a fire on the sixth floor? I bet you have a I bet you have a fireproof elevator comes with that. He does I, I bet right there down. is I, for that kind of money. There's I bet there's some pod. means of escape for this guy. I don't want to be on the fiftieth floor of a building uh, anywhere, okay. much less New York. I don't. But, but I even don't even take out that element, Joe. Take out the element of escape and put it into terms of. Um, elegance or classiness, or or even the smarts. If you have I that, can, I can get you some elegance on the ground. Y- yeah, or even maybe the the tenth floor. It, it's, no, it's, that's it's too fifty high. million. That's too high. I'll but two hundred fifty eight million is too much to pay. In I'll New go York as City. high as I could jump out without dying. That's probably the second first floor. floor yeah, first or, first really, or second you're hanging floor from the uh, fire escape. Back. I don't like heights. I I love flying. I don't know why heights don't bother me at thirty five thousand feet. But heights bother me 60 stories up in the air. Get into this guy's head. What kind of guy do you think he is? A guy that buys a 250. Terribly ostentatious. Yes. Yeah. And hey, look what I. I mean, it just. He seems like he wouldn't be a good guy to be around. He's probably not a good but guy. Well, I don't know a thing about him. For all I know, he's a hell of a guy. Look him up on the big screen. I think that's. I think it's tacky. I mean, I'm not. You oh, can do I whatever you want with I money. I think it's ridiculous. I don't care how he spends his money. Octavio Cortez wants his money. I don't. I don't want his money. Right. That's his problem. What the hell's his name? Uh, here. Look up. Look up this guy. Right, here we go. Hedge fund guy. Hey, hey, hedge fund guy. Hey, how Ken you doing? Griffin. G R I F F I N. Ken Griffin. You know, for all I know, is he educates a uh, hundred thousand inner city school kids a year. I have no idea. I have no I nothing about him. All I know is I'm not paying two hundred and thirty eight million dollars for a house up in the sky. I, I have a friend who has a condo and he's only on the thirtieth floor. That's too high for me. But what I wouldn't like is I visited him. This guy's fifty years old, Damn went to it. Harvard, apparently a native I, of Chicago. Where did I get off the beaten path? He's a couple months older than I am. Mm-hmm. But it's always an elevator problem. Uh, they're working on this. So he's always inconvenienced, and it's a nice place. So I get what you're saying. And that's not even remotely related to anything that could, you know, a fire or whatever you're talking about. I just want to be able to open the door and go outside. Every time this guy wants to go outside, it's an effort. you got to plan it out. He can't go for a walk this every day. This guy cannot spontaneously... Duck his head outside, he's except out. to stand on a balcony, which would terrify me. The other thing. He's, he's burning through two wives already. Yeah. Ooh. 
That'll cost you. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, well, he's, he can afford it. He was born in Daytona Beach, Florida. He was a good high school student. Uh, whatever. That's fine. God love him. Uh, spend your money any way you want. I just brought this it is up what because... I, this is what I don't get, though. Okay, during his second year at Harvard, he started a hedge fund focused on convertible convertible bond arbitrage. Yeah. The fund was capitalized with two hundred sixty-five grand from friends and family, including money from his grandma. Uh, uh, this is what I don't get: uh, uh, how he grows it into a whatever million-dollar fund. You're saying he's not playing fart buttons? Yeah, this guy. Uh, you you know, how's your President Bush impersonation yet? No, you rich know, guy. You know, there's just there's stuff going on out there that we don't know anything about. Right. Let's not get too hung up on this. Okay. I just merely was suggesting. That there's no accounting for taste. Yeah. If I had that kind of money, I could do some really neat things. But among those neat things would not be living at the top of a skyscraper. That would terrify me. That's my own personal, mm-hmm. you know, would, foible. Would you like to live in New York, though, in Manhattan? Not, not, no. not, not even remotely. No, no, I'm with Joe. You would like to have a place there? No, no. I don't really care. No. I thought I don't was, like New York. I, I like it to visit. Mm. I've been there. I've been there many times. I've been there many times. I, I have visited New York twice. I have no desire to go back. You're crazy. No, I, I just it was too. Uh, There's so much to do. That's, well, that was one part of the of reasons. It. One of the reasons why I wouldn't want to live in New York is I'd probably have to live on the tenth floor of someplace. I don't. I'm not doing that. in a studio apartment. Man, you are messed up no, with no. your cats. I'm yeah. not messed up at all. I'm just telling you. you um, by the way, this is how great Tony Lee is. He's already given us a few uh, samples. Might we hear them? Sure. Uh, this is sample number this, one. This on would our, be for our Ilhan Omar update. He said, here, attached are two versions. Let me know which one you like. All right. And. Hi, my name is. My, my name is Ilhan Omar, representative from Minnesota. Although I don't know if we can use that one, well, technically. Well. Here's the other one that I like better. All right. And. Here is your latest Ilhan Omar report on Garage Logic. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. Yes. It's just right to the point. Well, and it's the, and it's the slapstick music. Dun, yes. It has no. There's no racial inclusivity problems there, or anything that she could turn around and lie about us on a tweet. Yeah. It's the music of yeah. we really don't need to take yeah. her seriously. Right. No, right. I, I. Well, unfortunately, that's the problem. We got to keep our eye on her. <laughs> that's the problem. She's she was taken seriously by the people she, who voted for. Her. Yeah. But we're not doing this for Cortez. But as I said. She's our one hundred and forty yeah. all ours thirty fifth, right, right. and we She's can't arms reach. Yeah, and we gotta watch her. Right, right. Uh, why don't you get our man LD uh, on the phone, and uh, we'll come back uh, and I'll tell you why we want to have the Lake Detective on. He's uh, he's never been stumped. In this world that uh, sometimes seems like we can't make any sense of, uh, I one-size-fits-all rarely fits anyone. That's why I want you to contact Federated Insurance. And that's why Federated Mutual Insurance Company tailors its programs to individual businesses. They offer property and casualty, life, and disability income insurance to businesses in select industries. And you get to know their marketing reps. They don't. They know you, and you get to know them, and they'll customize coverage for your needs. Is driving a significant part of your business? They'll talk to you about auto liability. And if you're worried about a cyber attack, and I guess we all should in this day and age, you might need data compromise coverage. Your business is unique. 
You need a unique insurance carrier. Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours. Late Detective. Late Detective. Late Detective. Late Detective. Hi, Lake Detective. Hello, good afternoon, Joe. How are you? Are you in the back office? I'm in the back office. My feet are up in the desk, and, you know, the, that, the fedora is pulled down low. I'm just sitting here going over some clues. Steve McComas of Blue Water Science. You know why I called you? No. Do you recall what you told us uh, a month or so ago on your first appearance on the Garage Logic podcast? Was that related to uh, some volcanic or some earthquakes, which could be shaking up the groundwater, which possibly could be influencing some of our lake ice? Damn it, he is not. I'm been telling you, I, you, I love we you. did not talk to you prior. That's, That's exactly right. why we called you. Have you noticed the frequent stories of trucks going through the ice? There has been some of that. Yes, there has. There's, but I'm not so sure it's due to groundwater, but it's certainly due. To flowing water, man, oh man, those channels. When you get a constriction in the lake, you got to be careful. No, uh, lake Eau Claire. Here's uh, three vehicles fall through ice in a matter of hours on Madison Lake. Yes. That's just about five days ago, and and it was your contention uh, a month or so ago that uh, earthquake activity would have its rippling effects. What all throughout the world? Well, certainly in this part of North America, and it's. It's a ha- and, and when you have lakes with ice on, they're gonna, they will. That'll be an expression of how that water is moving. I, I, I suspect. Would you go so far as to recommend not driving on the ice, despite this incredible cold snap we're experiencing? <laughs> I wouldn't be the first one. I would, fo- I would be following somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> in the interest of self-preservation. Well, now, you are the lake detective. That's You've good. never been stumped. Are you a proponent of driving on the on lakes? I I say 99% of the time they are safe, mm-hmm. but they're not 100% safe, and especially if you, especially in some of these uncertain times when, when there's cars trying to fall through the ice, that should be a, a red flag for a lot of folks that tread lightly if you can. Well, let's put it this way. We're heading into a week now of sub-zero temperatures. Right. If next week uh, trucks are falling through the ice, would that uh, would that corroborate your theory that uh, uh, that earthquake activity might be partly responsible? Yes. Okay. Yes, it would because we don't have much snow cover right now, so that ice we're going to be making an inch of ice a day with these cold temperatures. So there should be good solid ice in any area where there's not some, um, you know, some mysterious uh, moving water beneath the beneath the beneath the ice. And it's because of those tremors that you described that uh, that could echo throughout the landscape for quite some time. That seems to be correlated with some of our um, with some groundwater movement and which in turn that moving groundwater into a lake, oof, it erodes the ice from the bottom up. And you can't really tell, and it's weak and push. Oh, boy. There's a breakthrough. That's a push. All right. I, I, you got me unnerved, LD. Uh, are you, you're in your slow season right now. 
I'm just sitting here going over all the evidence that we collected from the summer trying to... Well, you have reports to go through. He's out, right. He's yeah. out. What the heck is going on? Is the blonde bombshell in the front uh, reception area? <laughs> As a matter of fact, she has, she's she's going with double screens these days oh, to yeah. make sure that everything is uh, accounted for. Well, you're getting to that time of the week now, late in the week, where uh, maybe the office bottle of Johnny can come out. Yeah. Well, we got one in the... You know, we got Jim <laughs> Beam on one side and got Johnny on the other side. You know, a couple of months ago, I visited the office of the Lake Detective. I know uh, right where it is. On loan, uh, he he loaned me a a net mm-hmm. and two pair of waders for a science experiment for the uh, the youngest, mm-hmm. and he did achieve regionals, which are coming just around the corner. The last person he mentored went to state. Who the LD? Uh, the man, my older son. LD was a mentor for the oldest son and yeah. the youngest one. Right. And I'll get you that net back, by the way, in the waiters. No problem. It's, I'm not going to need it for at least a couple months, I think. All I right. figured. I figured. <laughs> LD, thank you as always. Happy New Year. You're welcome. We'll have to keep tracking this this ice, good ice or bad ice. But I'm thinking the winter's not over yet. And look out for. Uh, remember, all ice has us. Uh, some possibility of being bad. I'll be in touch. Okay, thank, thank you. you, sir. Thank you. You know what? Detective. You know the first thing I Detective. thought of when you said I had to Lake. borrow a net? What? <laughs> More cheap crap segment. It's like the people at the newspaper who post a note on the email. Does anyone have a ladder I can borrow? No. What are you talking about? A five dollar net? Get your own damn no, net. No, no, no. This isn't a this isn't one of those where you, you it's a it's where you're trying to grab a northern. This is a four foot high, twenty feet wide to trap a seining net? Yes, a seining net. Well you so didn't we make had, that clear. Oh, we had to go out into the the uh, the uh, holding ponds to see if minnows make it clearer or if they disturb it more. My prediction is they make it clearer. They uh, make it less clear. They disturb it because they're what do you know? All the sediment they're they're biting and chewing things and they make it murkier. So a clearer. Is this your kid's science experiment? Yes. So it's a clearer stormwater pond if there are no minnows. Let me ask you something. Here yes. we go. Where are you finding water right now to Seine? No, we did this months ago. Uh-huh. We we went, uh, we, it was October, I believe. Did the kid do any of the work by himself? Uh, yeah, he had to. Yeah. He had he, he was out there in the deep part. I uh-huh. stood on shore. Uh-huh. I don't know if I should admit this, Uh-oh. because the mayor might become unnerved knowing that this person resides within the walls of Hubbard Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. You know, the kitchen area down by the old radio studio where we used to operate every day, right? Yep. There was a note, you know, there's notes for, hey, this is what's in the cafeteria, and hey, Billy's got a bike for sale, that yeah. kind of crap. <laughs> this was probably a year, a year and a half, maybe even two years ago. There was, there was a note, and I know who this person is, I won't out her right now. Does anyone have a pair of gloves I can borrow? I mean, what the gloves? hell? No, just like rubber gloves. Gardening gloves. Gardening gloves. Why would you? That's like borrowing somebody's to, fingernail clip. Go to Ace and buy a two dollar <laughs> pair of. He's got, got him a four dollar pair of gloves. Do I know this person? Oh yeah. I'm finding her five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. I think you need to go talk to her I, as I soon as we're done. Down. Is it the tall one or the short one? It's no. In, in fact, uh, it's that that person is not associated with that radio station. Mm. Is that person an on-air personality? Sometimes. Well, 
Anyway, that's not good. I took the sign down. I walked over to her desk and I said, "Don't, don't post things like this. It's yeah. going to make you look foolish." And here's three bucks to go to Ace and go get a pair of gloves. You <laughs> right. weenie! Does anyone have a pair? You of You know, gloves? I called. Uh, I called uh, LD at the suggestion of Kurt Lawrence, who wrote, "Listening to you podcast about the trucks breaking through the ice. Do not." Did not the lake detective predict open water spots this year because of the earthquakes in Alaska? Something about the groundwater. So I hope, Kurt, you hear this podcast. But not only did he predict it, he recited it verbatim as we called him, yeah. unprompted. Right. But why do you think we have him? Oh, We're the only podcast in America that's illustrated. We're the only mm-hmm. podcast in America that has a lake detective. That's right. We're the only podcast in America that has its own geologist, Stacy Larson. That's right. Who weighs in today, by okay. the way, uh, in, a, in a non-geological uh, concern. How so? Are you kidding me? Friday winter carnival events at state fairgrounds postponed due to the weather? What? Yep, that's true. It says right here. Uh, while the St. Paul Winter Carnival is a celebration of winter, it's kickoff parade Thursday night. That'll be tonight. Mm-hmm. Tonight is... Commencing uh, Garage Logic Segment uh, number one. How are you? Uh, tonight would be uh, the night of January 24. Yes. Uh, organizers posted on the festival's Facebook page saying that the Moon Glow Parade and activities in Kellogg Mall Park have been nixed. Instead, winter lovers are invited to the Landmark Center to hang out with Carnival Royalty at 5 p.m. Quite a trade, huh? As for the weather, it will be frigid. The National Weather Service has issued a wind chill advisory for most of Minnesota from noontime today, Thursday, January 24, until noon Friday, January 25. In the Twin Cities, wind chill values on Thursday night, tonight, the 24th, will be 25 below. Oof. Uh, Damn. This is being presented to us with some degree of hysteria, whether in the newspapers or on the television stations. We're very nervous about this. We've had it before, right? It's winter. It was 20, uh, 37 in Bemidji or whatever it was last weekend. It, they it, played hockey. There's nothing There's nothing new about this. It gets cold. It gets cold in the winter. The record low today uh, was uh, 33 below in 1904. That's cold. It, it happens. It happens. It's winter. It's January. That's what happens. I know that you're not on Instagram. Yeah, of course not. Uh, but there was <laughs> yeah, a never funny, will be. There was a funny report. Uh, I'm on Instagram, and I saw a Florida weatherman in front of his weather map. Oh, I saw this. Telling people to dress in layers. Yep. Uh, bring in your children's. Your children's. Bring in your children and your pets. Limit outdoor exposure. Was that part of it, Correct. too? Correct. Go ahead, Florida? And, go ahead and give them the high temperature for the day. 53. 53? 53 was the high I'd for the day. I played 36 holes in 53. <laughs> right. You should pull it up because there's a still shot of this guy. Well, how about you pull up his audio? Oh. I don't. Well, I, it was just a still shot. See, I just saw the is. photo, too. I, I, but it was, a, it was a Florida weatherman. I don't know what city. But the, the hysteria with which it was presented was, was pretty funny. 53 degrees daytime high, and it said limit outdoor exposure. Wait, Rook. Rook. Backwards, just to where it says Florida weatherman. Just go backwards. Delete. Just go back to where it says Florida weatherman. All right, now go to the third one down. Oh, yeah, you're right. That interests me even more. Can we play it? Not from that computer. You can't. Well, then never mind. 
What the hell good is it? Well, here, I'll do it from here. All right. All right. Ooh. This this is... uh, So this would be... uh, this would be something that happened live. Yep. And we don't know what city. Yeah, Florida. We don't know what city in Florida, but this happened live on the air. This is a Florida weatherman. Uh, I don't know how long technology will uh, make us wait for this. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Yes. To get one or two of those really isolated spots out there on Saturday. Same thing for Sunday. This is through 5 p.m. A fairly quiet weekend. 88 Mobile, Fairhope, 88 Pensacola. 88 Pensacola. Fairhope, 88 Pensacola. Oh, they bleeped it out. Oh, you can hear it. That's when they start laughing. The guy ripped one on air. Yeah. yeah. I didn't hear it. Dave Dahl would never do that. No, of course not. He's a professional. No, but he did uh, He did have some trouble one time. I think he was at with Gallstones. I don't know. Yeah. He was well, at something. any event, uh, there's no. I I don't. I can't say that I blame the Winter Carnival for maybe calling off that parade tonight. I know, but it's the Winter Carnival. Well, you know what? Their option is go hang out with royalty at the Landmark Center. That's yeah. not bad either. Yeah. Go downtown St. Paul and patronize all those restaurants and clubs that are uh, having fun. Shall we resume when we return? You ready for that? Yeah. GarageLogic.com is where you can find all the other podcasts. That you've missed. If you just got on that bandwagon, go to garagelogic.com, listen to every single podcast we've ever done, and rate us on Apple iTunes. Plus, there's a features button, a drop down at garagelogic.com, where you can check out some of the great cartoons that Greg Holcomb has created. And you can also see what's on Joe's bookshelf, his latest. He's really, really thrilled with. Check it out the uh, author and the book, Author's Bookshelf, garagelogic.com. Author's Corner, bookshelf. Yep. Okay, I'm going to be over here. Yep.